You are listening to the Paranormal Chronicles radio show. Here is your host, paranormal researcher and author of the best-selling A Most Haunted House, Gavin Lee Davis. Welcome. My name is GL Davis, founder of theparanormalchronicles.com and author of the best-selling Haunted Horror of Haverford West. Thank you for joining us on our ongoing journey to delve into the paranormal, the spiritual and the unknown. We are broadcasting from beautiful Pembrokeshire, West Wales, and we hope our global audience is ready for another incredible show. Our series is brought to you by sick-books.com. Sick-books opens up a world of the supernatural, spiritual and ancient mysteries. Head over to sick-books and get reading books that will change your life forever. So visit sick-books.com. Make sure you press follow so you never miss a show. This series prides itself on the quality of amazing guests from around the world, many who debut on this very show. Enjoy and download our archives featuring incredible shows on Bigfoot, UFOs, hauntings, ancient mysteries and spirituality. Also follow us each month we give away a book. June's winner will be announced at the end of the show. Remember, everyone who follows will be put into a prize draw for an Amazon voucher in September. So press follow. It's as easy as that. Go on, press it now. If you have an experience or theory to share, then search for the Paranormal Chronicles on Facebook and Instagram. Tweet at Paracron or email paranormalchronicles at aol.com. On tonight's show, what are the dead really trying to tell us? Professional spiritual medium and best-selling author of I'm Still With You, Carol J. Obley, has communicated with souls who cross into the spirit world through thousands of private and group sessions. Tonight, she reveals her interactions with the spirit world, how she deals with undesirable spirits, an experience with ectoplasm, and some very beautiful and strange encounters. And so much more. This is an incredible interview from one of the number one professional spiritual mediums on the planet. On with the show. Now, the first question I want to ask you is, when did you first become aware of your abilities in mediumship? Well, interestingly, not until I was in my late 30s. And uh, that came about through a series of events, most notably a fire. Uh, I was running a business, a, a laundromat and dry cleaner. And overnight, uh, we had a uh, devastating fire there. Place burned. Uh, I couldn't go back into business. Just to really encapsulate this, uh, over the next nine months, I was very directionless and didn't have any idea what I wanted to do in life. And a friend called and invited me to a metaphysical center in a small town near where I live. And um, I balked at that. I put her off for a while. And she called again and insisted that I come there. And as soon as I went there, things started to really, really open up for me. Uh, I took a lot of classes on hands-on healing, Reiki, mediumship. And then I went to a place called Delphi, and that's near Atlanta, Georgia, here in the States. And uh, that's when things really became on fire for me as far as my ability to tune in. In my new book coming out, I actually have a little excerpt of my very first reading that I did that blew me away. And I was able to tune into uh, a lady that I read while I was taking classes at Delphi. 
So from there, I've done a lot of training, and I've done to date probably well over 9,000 readings. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just been incredible. I've been incredibly blessed uh, by spirit to be doing this work and doing it ethically and always with the intent of helping people and helping them heal and, you know, to um, navigate through grief. Yeah, of course. That's excellent. And how do you sense spirits are connected to people? How do you connect with the spirit world during readings? Well, actually, they connect with me. Um, I'm basically receptive. And so when I, I do a little prayer at the beginning of the session, and I will ask the sitter or the receiver of the reading what they want me to focus on. Do they want mediumship or do they want life guidance? I do a lot of uh, both. Of course, mediumship is a specialty. And then I begin to get impressions and that's through these things called the inner senses most listeners have probably heard of clairvoyance which is seeing but there's also clairaudience which is listening and clairsentience which is feeling and that's both emotions and uh, sensations within my physical body for example um, a spirit perhaps that had crossed from um, a heart attack i will get a sensation in my chest uh, someone that passed in a car accident, I might get a sensation around my head if they had a lot of head impact. And it's really, really important that spirits give me evidence of their identity. And that's the first uh, thing that I give when I do a reading is the identification of who's communicating. And basically, it's just uh, using my inner senses, which I've developed to a high degree, to sense uh, those non-physical energies. Um, but it's really a matter of I usually use the analogy, uh, here we go, here, here's something that most people can identify with. Say that I would hold up a, um, a painting to you, a work of art, and I have it covered with a sheet or a cloth. And I ask you to look at that, and I'm going to remove that cloth. And when I do, I ask you what you feel, what you sense, uh, your gut reaction when you first view that painting. And so you would relate to me what that is. Yeah. And that's basically, that's a, that's an analogy that is much like what I do when I do readings. And their impressions and their feelings and their sensing. And how does that painting make you feel? Is there an emotion attached to it? Um, is there a part of it that stands out more to you than another? Um, is there something extraordinary that you want to note about that painting? And that's really how it is uh, when a spirit person connects with me. So has there been any unusual readings you've given, you know, particularly anything like scary or something that really disturbed you? Well, yeah, there's there's been a few. Um, but before that, and I wasn't even doing readings at the time, I've had very peculiar uh, things happen to me uh, in my life. For example, uh, I lived for about seven years in, a, in an older home, and um, I actually researched the, this home, and it goes back to um, about the 1920s, uh, something like that. I think that's when it was first constructed. And when I was living there, I uh, happened to be in the bathroom one evening. I was brushing my teeth, and I was standing at the sink, and all of a sudden, uh, from the wall right in front of me comes out a large cloud of ectoplasm. Now, for people who don't know, ectoplasm 
plasm is it resembles uh, smoke and um, it's it's usually white. And uh, it, what it is, is, is um, it's the etheric uh, or the energy of a spirit. And it really, really startled me. It came out of the blue um, and then it dissipated. It went back into the wall. And then I started seeing other uh, spirit manifestations in this house. Uh, for example, I had dogs at the time, and uh, I was sitting one day, and I noticed this cloud of ectoplasm hovering overneath my dogs as they were lying in their beds on the floor. Yeah. And then I would get scents uh, of whiskey and cigarettes and, um, you know, very strange things that weren't going on uh, in, in my home. And... Um, I, I've had numerous things like that happen to me uh, where I'm actually, you know, seeing spirit physically. Um, so I, I just think that a portal opens when somebody is sensitive. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be a medium or doing this sort of work or psychic. Uh, but people who go into that portal or around that portal can actually see these things. And they, they will get, you know, it's called clairgustience, by the way, and that's smelling or tasting uh, through the through the uh, spiritual senses. Um, and, you know, for example, say that somebody was an alcoholic that I'm connecting with or connecting with me in a reading. Sometimes I will actually get the taste of alcohol in my mouth. Yeah. Um, from that spirit. And um, so, yeah, there, there's been incredible phenomena the, that's happened. Um, I re recall one reading that I was doing, a family came and uh, they had lost, it was a, a mom and a dad and, and a daughter, and they had lost their son uh, through um, a car crash. And he died very quickly. He was 22 years old. And before they came, I was burning incense. And um, I didn't want to overwhelm anybody coming into the session. So I extinguished this incense. And I checked it with my fingers to make sure it still wasn't burning. And everything was cool. It didn't wasn't hot. And so I began this reading. And halfway through the session, on um, which their son came through like a gangbuster, by the way this incense started spontaneously just burning uh, on its own mm. uh, and the family said to me it was behind me it was on a desk behind me and they started pointing they said there's something burning back there and I turned around and this incense had ignited on its own um, and th there's just been uh, lights flashing uh, tape recorders going off uh, tape recorders not recording the session, uh, all sorts of interesting kind of spooky sorts of things that, that have happened when, I, when I've been doing readings. What do those in spirit want us to know about life after death? Well, the number one thing, and I've written in, in all four of my books, is that they want us to know that they go on. They go on after they drop their physical body, or they left their physical body behind. They want loved ones to know that they're at peace and that there is an afterlife. And in my new book, Wisdom from the Spirit World, that'll be out uh, in 2020, uh, early next year, uh, I write about lessons, and there's 10 lessons that the spirit world has communicated. That is number one. And it is that there is indeed an afterlife. And it's as real and palpable as this physical world that you and I are in currently. 
I would say that's probably the primary um, overriding message, but there's also many other personal messages. Um, many times they want to come through and communicate to sitters uh, to not worry about things, to be at peace with family disputes that are going on, to uh, engage in forgiveness whenever possible, um, you know, to value life to um, love people, to forgive people, to honor people. Uh, they speak from this elevated perspective, and it's not from the ego, not from the personality. And that's the value of communicating with the other side, is really to give a much higher perspective than is possible through communicating with one's personality or ego. We will be right back after these important messages. I've never met a dead person I didn't like is the extraordinary travels of a young, alone, and broke psychic in the highly anticipated new book from internationally renowned psychic, medium, medical intuitive, and best-selling author Sherry Dillard. Critics have described I've never met a dead person I didn't like as an engrossing memoir, an empowering story of how a broken girl came to accept her psychic gift, a refreshing and fun read. I've Never Met a Dead Person I Didn't Like is available through Amazon, Kindle, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. How far would you go to protect the children in your care? Nyla's Babies is the terrifying, chilling book from Jack Simonson, in which a young nanny battles an ancient demon for the souls of the twin babies in her care. Critics have heralded Nyla's Babies as an impressive and vivid imagined story, compelling and devilishly spooky, shocking and haunting. Nyla's Babies is available on Amazon, Kindle or wherever books are sold. Visit CosmicEgg-Books.com for more on Nyla's Babies. Sixth books will take you to other worlds, haunt you, open your mind and push you far beyond the veil of the unknown. Sixth Books is a leading publisher of books on the body, mind and spirit, the paranormal, consciousness, ancient wisdom and the afterlife. Explore today, learn today, open your mind today, read today. Visit sixth-books.com today. The world as you know it is about to change. Do you wish for more paranormal and spiritual content? The Paranormal Chronicles magazine is a free digital magazine crammed with the very best in paranormal and spiritual articles and features. No sign-up, no subscription, just free reading and knowledge for you. Read today at www.theparanormalchronicles.com forward slash magazine. The International Chart Topping. Haunted Horror of Haverford West has been described as... Terrifyingly real, a must-read, shocking and chilling brilliance, genuinely worrying, utterly frightening. Don't read before bed. Described as one of the spookiest writers out there, best-selling author G.L. Davies presents Haunted Horror of Haverford West, the true paranormal account that is shocking the world. Dare you enter, dare you read. Haunted. Horror of Haverford West is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, and wherever books are sold. Pray you never have to live there.
So are you constantly seeing spirits? If so, how do you shut that down? Is it distracting? Does it affect your everyday life? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'm so glad you asked that because I get asked that so much. And um, probably that's the second most frequent question. The first being, how did you know you had this ability, you know? Um, so this is that's the second most frequently asked question. And no, uh, the answer to it is, is in a short form, no. I would be very overwhelmed if that was constantly happening. So what I do is really disconnect when I'm finished with the reading. And if I don't do that, my spirit guides, those souls who help me, you know, that, that are helping me on, on my pathway here on earth, they will gently remind me that I need to, to disconnect and I need to ground myself. So, um, you know, here in America, we, we've had some shows uh, on television, one of them, the Long Island Medium, where uh, she's out having dinner, she's out in a grocery store, she's going through a drive through at a fast food place, and, you know, she's seeing somebody's loved one that's crossed over. And what people don't understand is that that's all planned, that's all set up, uh, not in any way saying she's not legitimate, um, but, um, if I was, if I was constantly on, I, I'd lose my mind. Um, there has to be balance. And by the way, that's another important message that those in spirit communicate is the necessity of balance in our lives. We shouldn't constantly be working. Um, and we need to take care of ourselves physically, emotionally, and mentally, as well as spiritually. Um, so it's important to me, you know, to spend time in nature, to, um, connect with my family, to rest, to eat well, um, all of those things are very, very important. And really a good medium and a legitimate medium should not be on all the time. I fully agree with that. And from my own personal experience, I had, which I'll talk to you probably after the show, I had a spirit release session very recently because I was suffering something terribly. I'm not gifted like you and some of the other people I speak to. And since the session, what I've done is, is that I've grounded myself, found time to relax. I love my work. My work is speaking with people like you and working with authors like you and writing my own stuff. But that's right. You have to find a balance of spending time in nature with the people you love, the people who give you joy with animals and just finding that balance. And since I've had the spirit release and since I have adopted that lifestyle, Oh my gosh, what a huge difference it makes. So that advice you've just given, that's great advice to anybody out there. You've connected with undesirable spirits. How did that come about? There's one example of that that, that it taught me a lot, actually. I was doing a group. Um, in my work, I do a lot of group mediumship, uh, sometimes small, um, sometimes larger. And in this particular group I was doing, this was, I don't know, maybe about a decade ago. Um, I've been doing this work for about 25 years. So I was doing this group and there was a lady there. There was about 20 people. I connected with her and I saw an older uh, man come through and he told me that he um, was a father uh, energy for her. And when I saw him through clairvoyance, he had a belt. He was holding a belt in his hand. And um, I got a kind of a negative feeling around this man. And um, I'm always working with discretion. And I didn't want to give uh, disturbing information to this particular sitter, um, you know, when there's a lot of other people around. So I told her to see me after the program. Um, and she did. And 
he was still there and I connected with him and I said, he's coming to say he's sorry for the abuse. And the woman just looked at me. She really didn't react to that, but I knew she knew what that was about. And I said, this was your father. He was abusive to you, wasn't he? And she said, well, yeah, you know, I've done some work on that. I've, I've gone to psychotherapy. I've done some work on it. And, um, she said, I really don't want to hear from him. And I said, well, um, you know, he wants to come through to tell you that he's sorry. He's had a chance to review his behavior when he was here. And this is his reason for coming to you today. And she was very open to that message. And uh, I left her with that. Um, there's been others, too, where there's been people who absolutely, you know, have not been the highest and best relationships with uh, the sitters. And um, one of them was uh, a mother that came through uh, for somebody I was doing a phone reading. I do a lot of phone readings. I do a lot of Skype readings. And um, this woman's uh, mother came in and uh, the woman said, I don't want to hear from her. She was very adamant. Uh, to me as the medium I don't want to hear from her I hate her all, all of this and I said well she's coming today uh, she says that she was emotionally disturbed and she actually had a mental illness and that she projected a lot of that onto you and the woman knew exactly she she confirmed that and she said yeah my mom was crazy you know she was in and out of mental institutions um, and she used to, she used to beat me. She used to, um, you know, she was very vicious to me yeah. and she rejected me. Um, so, but I have to trust that there was some sort of a healing that happened, uh, for that sitter, you know, by just hearing that mom had, um, done some healing on herself on the other side and was very regretful, um, of what had happened in that relationship. So it's not all about roses communicating with the spirit world. Um, there's some tough, messages that have to be delivered um but i don't censor or filter the readings because then i'm not being authentic i'm not doing my job and my job is basically to be a conduit and the way that the person receives the message is up to them i imagine you've probably had to say some things that are certainly out of your character to convey that message across i could imagine that you've probably had to say some berserk things to people yeah yeah it's um I've come a long way with that. When I first started, uh, I was very hesitant, and my spirit guides knew that. I was very hesitant to give anything the least bit negative, um, you know, for fear of the reaction from the sitter. Um, but I've grown into that in knowing that I have to say it assertively and in the interest of that the truth needs to be known so yeah. that that person can take that information and do what they will with it. So what is the most common messages spirits convey to their loved ones? If you can tell us that is, because obviously a lot of it's private. Sure. Um, well, first that, you know, I go on in spirit. Um, and that usually is given as um, a presentation of evidence of uh, recent events in the sitter's life or the family's lives. Um, sometimes they will come through and talk about memories. They'll come through with memories that are very specific, um, that only that person who's having the reading would know about. Um, sometimes they, they will address thoughts and feelings that the sitter has had. And sometimes they'll come through and urge them to release guilt. Um, in my book with six 
books, uh, Soul to Soul Connections, Comforting Messages from the Spirit World. Uh, there's a whole chapter in there on on um, on guilt, and um, some of the people whose stories I used in that particular chapter, uh, they they talked about feeling guilty they had to put an elderly parent um you know in a care facility and so the then the parent passes and the person feels you know that years pass and they're still feeling guilty about having to do that and sometimes and without any knowledge on my part the loved one will come through the parent will come through and say please stop feeling guilty i'm fine i'm, I'm in my perfect spirit world and um that was just a you know transitory situation um so there, there's all different sorts of messages sometimes they'll come through and, and deliver health messages um if there's a genetic condition in the family uh sometimes they'll want to um urge the sitter to make sure that they're keeping an eye on their heart or their blood pressure or diabetes or cancer or whatever it might be uh, they see that as their um their way of expressing love to you know for their loved one who's having the reading uh, so just about anything you can imagine those are some examples of just about anything you can imagine I, i've delivered <laughs> i can uh, imagine of, i yeah, can imagine of, you've delivered quite a lot of some of it's Incredible quite humorous. Some, some of it's quite humorous, um, and, and spirit has a sense of humor. Uh, they they really really do. Uh, sometimes they'll come in and they'll give me a song, you know, a Frank Frank Sinatra song. Um, you know, so they'll talk about music uh, that they like a particular type of music, and they'll they'll send a loved one here a song through synchronicity. Um, you know, it, it's just it's amazing. It, it's just I, I'm always amazed at um, the cleverness of the spirit world. Now, I'm a huge fan of I'm Still With You, true stories of healing grief through spirit communication. That's how I first learned of you. And how does hearing from spirit beings help people in grief? Well, the number one thing that it does is it lets that person know that the information that's been communicated through my conduit, a complete, in most cases, a complete stranger, although I have a lot of um, repeat readings, which are, by the way, more difficult for me because I have conscious knowledge and the less that I know consciously uh, about anybody and I never ask questions beforehand before I do reading um, the, the better because I can go from a clean slate so to speak um, but it really helps people to understand that the separation that we perceive when someone passes whether it's a human being or a pet because there are many readings I've done in which pets come through too uh, that that separation is is really an illusion, and we can't touch that person anymore. We can't hug them. We can't call them on a the telephone. Um, you know, that's gone, and we absolutely need to grieve for that. But what we can have is a spiritual connection with them through the bond of love, which is eternal and it's indestructible uh, by death. So out of everything, I think that's the number one, um, you know, comforting message that people take away from the sessions. Now, what is your favorite reading in I'm Still With You, True Stories of Healing Grief Through Spirit Communication? Oh, wow. Great question. Um, oh, boy. That, that book is so close to my heart. You have no idea. It's a fantastic um, book. Seriously, it's I, absolutely I have superb. to share this real quickly. 
Um, when I was writing it, um, I was operating on blind faith. I did not even know that I would get a publisher to pick it up. It's actually my second book. My first book, um, Embracing the Ties of the Mind, Connecting with Spirit, that was self-published. I didn't even try to get a publisher. So I just wanted to get the hang of writing a book and get used to what, you know, sitting at my computer and with that sort of dedication, as I know that you know about how much dedication it takes. Um, so I, I was writing it and I, I didn't even know if I was going to find a publisher. And it took a year to find um, originally O books. And um, so anyway, the stories in it are all of them are very close to my heart. I, I, I would probably answer your question by saying um, that some of the stories in the chapter called Forever Young and that chapter is dedicated to people who have lost children and uh, they're varying ages. Uh, that the children pass. Um, there's one that's very memorable, and it's about a young man who um, died from a heroin overdose. And um, his parents, who came to see me, and his sibling, uh, they did not even know that this young man was using drugs. They did not even realize that. And he died instantly. Um, he had a very potent um, injection of, you know, that, that drug. And so um, there, there was very compelling evidence given by him in, in spirit uh, through my conduit. Um, and the remarkable part about it, uh, Gavin, is this. And it's what was done with that tragedy. His father went on to uh, speak and he went to the school board in their community and said, look, we can't turn a blind eye anymore to our kids getting involved with drugs. Um, I didn't meet, our family didn't even know that our son was using drugs and this needs to be addressed in the school system. And so from something very tragic, um, you know, this, this family took that and used it as an opportunity to help and prevent others deaths. Um, so that's one of them. And gee, there's just so many. And another one that comes to mind is, uh, it's called Dimes from Heaven. And, uh, you've heard of Pennies from Heaven. This yes. one I titled Dimes from Heaven because, uh, a beautiful lady came to see me very close to her, her mom who died. And, um, the mom would send her dimes. She would find these dimes in very peculiar, unexpected, uh, ways and places. And, um, so that came through in the reading that I did for her. And um, it was just a beautiful reading, and it brought her a lot of peace because she was having a difficult time uh, with her mother's uh, death. They had been very, very close in, in life. Um, so those are two that stand out to me right now. That's absolutely wonderful. And what have you personally learned from being a medium? How has it changed your life? Oh, my gosh, your questions are so um, – they're, they're, they're just um, fantastic, your questions. Uh, but you're, you're a great interviewer on your own. Um, so um, my life has been um, just completely transformed by through doing this work. Um, and, and I'm still with you. I wrote about uh, my life before uh, when I was younger as a young adult. Um, I was addicted to alcohol and drugs. Um, I'm not ashamed at all to say that. Um, I went through 12 step and I, um, I have not drank in over 35 years at this point probably not going to in this lifetime anymore. Um, but I was really out of control and I was very self-centered. 
Um, and I was absolutely horrible uh, to people and, um, you know, had a lot of painful relationships. When I began mediumistic work, uh, Spirit had their hands full working with me. And I'm so grateful that they never gave up on me. Um, and so I transformed from a very ego-centered individual um into um one that um I, I believe that my ability to be highly compassionate for people, for example, um has been intensified immensely uh through being through doing mediumship. Um I, I have become more patient. That was a problem in my younger day. Um I have become more forgiving. I have become more open-minded. Um, so there's been a huge transformation. I will never be that person uh, that I was. And um, I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm, I'm very, very grateful um, that spirit has never gave up on me and has continued to work with me to this day. That's an incredible life experience and journey. And like you, you know, I've been sober just coming up to seven years. And I think anyone listening to this, it's really important that you realize that you can change at any time. If you get that sense that your life is in bits and tatters, that you're moving in the wrong direction. Carol, she just told you, you can change, you know, for the better. And whether or not people believe or not, you might be getting a lot of help from unseen forces that care and love for you as well. So it's really positive and a beautiful story there. Now, will you be writing any more books about mediumship? Because I certainly, I loved I'm Still With You. So I am hoping it will be a lot more. Yeah, well, the new book, um, I mentioned it, uh, referred to it briefly before. Uh, it's called Wisdom from the Spirit World. And um, that one will be out uh, early next year through six books. Um, thrilled um, to be um, you know, present that. Um, and it's kind of a compilation of what I've learned through talking to the spirit people um, and my own spirit guides, you know, because there's some wisdom in there uh, from them as well. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, I. It's funny that you say that because you as an author, you know how much work is involved in writing. And, yeah. you know, you're at the computer every day. I mean, I, that's how I am anyway. And you, you got to keep that continuity going. Um, so that you don't lose focus on the, the stream that's coming through. Uh, so it was funny because when I finished this fourth book, Wisdom from the Spirit World, I had this sense, this incredible sense that I, I thought, I want to start another one. And I didn't even have any idea what it would be about because I'm thinking, you know, boy, I, I've said a lot about mediumship already and I'm kind of burnt out um, on mediumship at this point as far as writing about it. But there was something within me, and it's probably my soul or my higher self saying, um, there's something else that, that's going to be told. So I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what that's going to be at this point, but I have to tell you, um, and I'm sure you can appreciate this. Yeah. Um, I, I kept feeling for the last two years, I need to write another book. I need to write another book. And it, it wasn't coming to me as far as the topic. And so I kept putting it aside and, you know, life happens and this and that. And one day, uh, about a year ago, I woke up in the morning and I instantly knew what the topic was going to be. It just came to me that quickly. Yeah. And you know how that is. And, you know, it could be years and months and you're, I just don't know how to pull this together. I don't know how to make my outline for writing. 
And all of a sudden I woke up and I'm like, yeah, that's it. Talk about what you've learned, the lessons that we all need to hear uh, from, from a different vantage point. And so that's how this fourth book happened. It's going to be great. Honestly, I, if, if listeners out there haven't read any of Carol's books, go and check them out. Seriously, they're absolutely great. Carol's very honest. She's very articulate. And, you know, she, she opens up and she explains how she feels and what's going on. Now, I've heard a rumor, and you can correct me if I'm wrong in this, that you can do Skype readings to anyone in the world. Is this true? Absolutely. And I've done, uh, again, I just feel so blessed um, because of six books and getting uh, my books out to English speaking countries. Um, I've connected with so many countries with, with wonderful people. Uh, the last one I did, oh, about a month and a half ago, the lady was from India um, and it was through Skype. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, England, Scotland, um, Australia, um, Canada. I think you've had some from Canada as absolutely. well. Absolutely. I've had uh, Canadian readings. I've had uh, the Middle East. I worked with an interpreter. <laughs> wow. um, the lady, uh, yeah, it was it was fun. I, I thought, how am I going to do this? This person doesn't speak any English, and um, I felt so badly. Uh, it was a it was an older woman. She had lost her husband. Of course, I didn't know this going into the reading. Her son. This was from Iraq, believe it or not. Um, her son spoke perfect English. And he was very kind and very gentlemanly. And he interpreted, uh, his mother cried throughout most of the reading because, um, she recognized her, her beloved husband when he came through and he gave some really uplifting messages. And when I, when I disconnected, I thought, okay, it wasn't that bad working with an interpreter. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you kind of have to pause, you know, after you, you give the message and then, you know, for the interpretation to happen, but, um, we we did it. Um, so yes, I, I connect through Skype, through the telephone. Um, I enjoy connecting that way without any visuals and without you know the person in front of me because I only have clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience to go on, and it's, it becomes very pure that way. So that's why I enjoy um, just connecting. I'm, I'm very clairaudient, so meaning I hear spirit very clearly, and that's why I like to do radio read. I've done a lot of radio readings, um, you know, giving uh, readings to people on air, live yeah. live callers. Um, so it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, you never know what's coming at you when you're doing live radio. <laughs> you just don't know. So anybody listening to this, we get thousands of listeners, thousands of downloads. I've looked, gone through the stats. We've got a lot of Americans, a lot of British, Australians, Canadians, people from Ireland, all over Europe, all over the world. Get in touch with Carol. If you want to read in, get in touch with her. How would they contact you, Carol? Uh, through my website, and that is www.soulvisions, soul plus visions, and that's plural, dot net, soulvisions.net. And my contact information is on my website. But just to confirm, us www.soulvisions.net. That's correct. And also I have a Facebook page, um, and that is facebook.com backslash soul medium. And that's all one word there at the end, soul medium. That's my Facebook page. I'll put links up in the episode um, and, and give it a mention at the end as well. Carol. You have been absolutely fantastic. What an amazing lady. I'm so excited 
for wisdom of the spirit world which should be out with six books next year anybody listening now head over to www.soulvisions.net get in touch with carol and see if you can arrange a skype interview and remember you don't have to appear on skype you know as carol said she's clear audience so you know you can sit there naked she doesn't mind she's just interested in the spirit side of that okay if you haven't read i'm still with you true stories of healing grief through spirit communication do me a favor give it a read you will love it it's absolutely superbly written now carol before we go do you have anything you would like to leave our listeners with yeah um really to enjoy life and you know if there's one thing i've learned and i didn't mention this earlier but i think it's good to say it now uh time and again i've heard from people in spirit to release anxiety and worry and you know, 99% of the time, what we worry about does not even happen. But we consume ourselves with anxiety and worry about things in life that really, in the end, don't matter. Because what we take with us upon passing into the next world are two things, love and service. And that's all we take. So all of the fretting, all of the worrying is just consuming our time and wasting time. Um, so it's very good to be grateful. Gratitude is huge. Um, and to really enjoy life and be in the moment. Carol, you are such a beautiful and wonderful woman in every single conceivable way. Thank you so much for your time tonight. You're an absolute star. Thank you so much for having me. It's really been my pleasure. There we have it. An incredible interview from an incredible woman. After the interview, Carol gave me a reading, and I must say it brought me to Goosebump City and made me very emotional. Carol spoke about things that were very private to me that made a lot of sense. I would certainly visit her website, www.soulvisions.net, and ask about a reading. Trust me, it has blown my mind. For more info on Carol's amazing work, her readings, more in her book, I'm Still With You, and her new upcoming book, Wisdom of the Spirit World, visit www.soulvisions.net. She's a remarkable lady. I'm Still With You is available from wherever books are sold. Make it part of your essential reading. I'm Still With You connected with me in such a wonderful way. Thank you so much, Carol. Carol has also written an article for the free for all digital magazine, that is, the Paranormal Chronicles magazine. Hundreds of pages on the paranormal, cryptid, spirituality, ghosts, UFOs, and so much more. It's free, no sign-up, no subscription, no details needed. Just free knowledge for you from some of the best minds on the planet. Visit www.theparanormalchronicles.com forward slash magazine. That is www.theparanormalchronicles.com forward slash magazine. We have a copy of Raising Faith true story of raising a child psychic medium to give away to one of our lucky followers remember every month one of our followers wins a book plus in august of 2019 we are giving away a book plus a 25 pound or dollar amazon voucher just for following how cool is that a great series and you can win cool stuff just for following the series so the winner of the raising faith book by the number one best-selling clear waters who was a guest in episode one is shadow wolf pi that's shadow wolf pi congratulations shadow wolf pi contact us so we can send you your book more prizes next month and in september we will be announcing the amazon voucher giveaway so give us a follow download the entire series for some of the best knowledge you can find and please share the series to your friends 
Let me leave you with this. It's a quote featured in the introduction of I'm Still With You. The flower says, well, I must endure the presence of caterpillars if I wish to become acquainted with the butterflies. That's a beautiful message. Thanks for listening. Sleep well.